Ladies and gentlemen, the moment is here. The main event of the evening. I'm Jeremiah Gallegos, your world-class ring announcer, to introduce Soap Boxing Podcast. And now, to introduce your host, Derek, a.k.a. Coach. And across the ring, introducing Matty Fresh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's golden time. Time to tune in. Hey guys, this is Coach Derek. I want to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Pueblo Boxing. Y'all be sure to check out uh, Pueblo Boxing. They have unique and high quality boxing gear and novelty gifts. You can find the gear at soloboxing.com. That's S-O-L-O boxing.com. Check it out, man. They do quality work. Two, one. Good morning, Facebook, YouTube. It's Coach Derek with my man, Manny Fresh. We uh, have a guest today, Coach Rudy Silver. Uh, how you doing, Coach? Oh, man, good, good. A lot better today. Um, I was just saying that uh, I was looking forward to this three-day weekend, and, and my uh, my department sneaks one in on me right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, uh, it's like... It's all good. It's for the community. Um, so I enjoyed it. I had to work uh, yesterday morning, but uh, I'll, I'll enjoy the next two days off. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Thank you, Coach. Was you uh, – it looked like you was working like a graduation thing or something. Huh? Yeah, they were having an event at, at a uh, high school right on the north uh, outside skirts of uh, downtown. Um, so they asked for – uh, our precinct, if we could help out with it, they were doing uh, the graduation in their parking lot. What they were doing was having kids drive up in their vehicle, and they told each kid that um, as many as people as you could fit into a vehicle, that's how many people you could bring to your graduation. Nobody could get out but the, but the student. So he got out, went on stage, and went down the uh, stage, got his diploma, got back in the car, and drove off. So, uh, yeah, it was neat. It was neat, yeah. That was good, man. A lot of kids, uh, especially in New Orleans, you know, they didn't get to do anything uh, as far as walking and stuff because of quarantine. It, it, it hit pretty bad down there. Uh, yeah. It doesn't help that they second landing in the streets during a pandemic, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a lot of kids get jammed up, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, for those for those who are, who are watching, and uh, you're you have how many years? You're in law enforcement, correct? Yeah, I have a total of uh, eighteen years in law enforcement. Yes. Oh, nice. So is it is it the sheriff's department, HPD, or? Um, I work with the Harris County Precinct Six, so it's the the constables department. Oh, okay, the constables department. Nice. Yeah. So you've been you've been in law enforcement for eighteen years. How how, how much longer have, we, have you been in boxing? Uh, I want to say, shoot, I, just just one less year. I was, I've, I've been doing boxing for about seventeen years now, coaching. Yes. Mm -hmm. That uh, we was trying to get you in. What, what was it? Uh, late last year, and then the same thing happened. 
You had to go to uh, <laughs> they called you on duty, man. So I'm glad we got yeah. to uh, got to make it up. Uh, yeah, I'm shit. I've been knowing you since at least <laughs> 2000. What 11, 12, maybe, maybe before oh, yeah. then. Yeah, but, yeah. I we talked a little bit about your background, but uh, if you if, if we can run it run over it right quick, man, uh, you boxed on the Kenny Weldon. Oh, am I remembering right or what? Um, yeah, um, I did. I did a year or two with Kenny Weldon. Then I had uh, my my own coach, uh, who uh, man, believe it or not, he just had a gym that was, uh, you know, in the backyard. You know, it, it was crazy. He had a big backyard. Uh, had the ring in the back with with like a big metal canopy over it, um, and his name was uh, you know Javier Nunes. Uh, he, his gym was also in Galena Park, so uh, I boxed there, you know, pretty much for about five years uh, during my high school years, maybe one year after you know I, I got out of high school. But um, most of my years were with that coach. Yes. Oh, I might have I might have heard Galena Park and just automatically thought yeah. <laughs> about the, about the other guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you know I, I don't I don't mind I don't mind people uh, thinking that because I think the world is <laughs> Kenny Weldon. <laughs> so uh, you boxed uh, predominantly your high school years. Yes, no, mm-hmm. that was, that was the age, and then and and then what went into your career? Or? Yeah, I'm trying, yeah, I, 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 we want to bring it back to started the coaching and stuff. Just trying to give us some nuts. Yeah, you know, during my high school years, I did it for about five years, maybe, you know, I think it was maybe another year after, um, after that, um, yeah, I, I quickly got into law enforcement, and uh, I left boxing uh, totally for, uh, you know, I want to say maybe a good, anywhere from three to five years, I, I didn't have anything to do with boxing, I would watch it every now and then, um, I had, uh, I had a, a friend of mine, that, that was boxing um, when he was younger, um, and he had stopped boxing for about uh, three or four years. He wasn't boxing at all, and, and the guy was at a at a really good level whenever he, he stopped, but he just one day just quit. And Anyway, he happens to come by uh, my house uh, one day, and this was already when I was in law enforcement, and, and, and um, asked me, uh, hey, what do you think about you know training me? And I said, well, <laughs> I've never been a trainer. You know? He said, yeah, but you know, you were – you were around uh, whenever we were getting coached because we got coached by the same uh, by the same man, and um, you know he, he 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 kept persisting to do it. And honestly, I didn't want to do it, you know. So one day uh, he comes over, we start doing some hand pads, and and it kind of just went from there. They started in in, in actually in uh, another backyard. We weren't even at a gym, you know. We were just in a garage doing some hand pads, and I, I yeah, I was given the uh, my friends some hand pads and getting them ready to to you know make this get this first fight back back into his boxing career it was just amateur but what happened was whenever we were doing the hand pads in the in the in this back garage the neighborhood kids kept coming by and they kept coming by and, and you know little by little one would stop and uh, hey you know you know can can we train here can you train us and and before i, I knew it i had like six or seven kids they were here in this garage, you know, we didn't have no ring. We were using a, a carport, you know, just as right. a, as a ring. Um, so that went on for about six months. And um, I happened to uh, to run into a coach that was still in the game. And 
And uh, I said, hey, I want to bring these kids over to do some sparring. And he said, yeah, bring them over. So we went over, we did some sparring. Uh, they did very well. So we came back uh, the very next day to, to, the, to the garage and we were training. And uh, I, you know, I just suggested to some of the kids, hey, the Golden Gloves around the corner. They got this all-comers division, you know. Um, talk to your parents, see what they think about joining it. And we went, and I want to say this is when they were at the Pasadena, was it Fairgrounds? I think Pasadena it was the Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah, years ago, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so we went out there, and all these six kids competed. And uh, all six won the all-comers division. Oh, nice. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah, they ranged anywhere from... I don't know, maybe 12 up to, you know, 16 years old. So there was a gentleman that walked up to me during this time and asked me, uh, hey, uh, where's your gym at? And I said, oh, we, we train in, in the uh, in a backyard, you know. In the house, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a garage, and, and we spar underneath the carport, and we'll go, you know, other places spar, but most of our training is there. So, again, I didn't know this guy at all. He tells me, um, well – will you be interested in, in, in opening up a gym here in Pasadena? And I'm like, uh, well, yeah, but you know, I don't, I don't have no money to start this right now. You know, I, I what we're doing is that's, that's why we're, we're here. He said, no, just meet me at this location tomorrow. Gave me an address, gave me a time. Next day I go and I pull up to, uh, it's a warehouse. It, that, that warehouse must've been at least 15,000 square feet. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. So, yeah, it was huge. So so I pull up and, and we walk in and he tells me, okay, well, this is the place that I'm talking about. This is where, you know, I want you to start a gym. So he starts talking to me. He tells me, um, I, I own my own construction company and um, I grew up in Pasadena and, uh, you know, I ran the streets a lot and, and I was able to escape a, a lot of, uh, you know, bad things happened happening in my life where, you know, and I want to pay back to the com community and I want to, I want to open this gym for the kids. So, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in, you know, and the guy saying, Hey, just tell, just tell me what you need. Uh, if you want, bring the catalog and, and we'll just order whatever we need. So that's basically the way it started. Um, and <laughs> the crazy thing about it was, you know, that was my first reality check of, of, of trying to train like a hundred kids. <laughs> a oh, hundred. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so. so I've heard, I've heard that story before and I thought, and I thought, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was an awesome story. And I think I heard it from, I think I heard it from the guy that, that was the, the, the one who, who you met, right? What was his, do you, what was his name? Was it, it wasn't JP, was it? Yes, no. it was. It was yes, JP, it was, right? It was JP, but uh, also uh, the Pueblo guy. Uh, what's his name? Juan. 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 Uh, yes, he was also involved in the story. Uh -huh. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the show and, and told yeah. me, oh, damn, I'm missing the whole shit. How you say that? Yeah. Uh, uh, my guy, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah Juan from Pueblo Boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. with the cleaners and stuff. Yeah, yeah, very good guy. Okay, very we heard guy. that. We heard, yeah, real good guy, bro. So, he, he, but he, I'm, I'm but was it was it Juan? Was it Juan that you that was the one that wanted the gym? Uh, that took you to the warehouse, or was it JP? It was Juan that took me there. Uh, uh, but whenever we arrived there, JP was already there. 
Oh, okay. It was his building. It was JP's building. Nah, oh, okay. That's what it was. Hey, yeah. what's that? Uh, that's awesome, man. I don't know. I don't know the JP. Was that the J- guy he said ran for something? Nah, on yeah, he, yeah, he's the one who's run for uh, for councilman. Okay. Yeah, okay. he ran He ran for constable in a, in a different precinct. But let me tell you the, the, the crazy thing. The crazy thing is that whenever I got hired on at this, at this department, JP's also a deputy at the same department I'm at. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, nice. Okay, that's wild. So, now, so 100 kids at a time. I don't think I can do it, Coach. I, I, I don't. I, I don't even. If somebody brought me a hundred kids, I don't even know what to do with them. Man, I, I can't imagine. Man, they, you know, I had parents pulling up in suburban and just telling the kids, "Y'all, y'all get off." They were they push them out the car and go. <laughs> yeah, man, man, I felt like I was running a daycare at one point. <laughs> Absolutely, I told Dinus. Mm-hmm. I told Dinus, David Dinus. I said, I said. When we when we start back after the after the uh, after Corona, I say you know those parents who 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 gladly pay you the monthly just so they can push their kid out yeah. of the car at five and come back at eight or whatever. I say here they come. You better <laughs> you gonna have to adjust that shit. I got yeah. parents. I got parents calling me right now asking them if they can drop them off at eight in the morning. <laughs> we don't know. We don't. We don't open the doors till five. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. 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 So, so you got overwhelmed quick. Man, I got overwhelmed quick. Uh, I it was I was by myself. I didn't have no assistant coaches, nothing. So I was trying to put programs together, you know, in all the different parts of the gym. And and uh, yeah, we were there maybe for about two years, honestly. Um, and actually, that's where that's where Mar- I met Marlene. She came in. Uh, she was one of those kids, you know, the kid that came through. At the, at the, at the uh, what was the name of the gym? Did you mm-hmm. have a name? It was called, yes, it was called Portico Boxing, um, which yeah. is JP's, JP's last name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Portilio. Oh, okay. okay. All right. And so this was, what, what years was this, Cole? Oh, wow. Roughly. Uh, roughly. Uh, Late 90s? What, uh, yeah, I think I think it was, no, I think it was actually the, yeah, I think it was like the mid or, or late 90s, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So Juan, so Juan at that time probably wasn't as uh wasn't as established with with the whole uh, Pueblo boxing, huh? He was he must have just been starting his 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 grind on uh the, his brand. Yeah, most definitely. He he was nowhere near you know how yeah. big he is now. Yeah, definitely just 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 starting to get off. Nice. I see. I love stories like that. I love stories where you're starting off in garages, where you're starting off with people. <laughs> You have no idea, you know, where that road is going to lead. And then here you are, you know, 15, 20 years later. And, you know, you're you're coaching, you know, Olympians. He's doing big things with his brands and JP doing his thing. So my first uh, my first uh, Golden Gloves in Houston uh, was when they were still doing it at Denver Harbor. So that was okay. uh, that was maybe uh, 07, 08, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. before oh, yeah. then I wasn't here, so uh, and it was live then. It was packed over there at the Denver Harbor. So that's when uh, Moya, I think Moya yeah. was uh, president at, yes. at, with the amateur boxing. So I've been I've been here long, but you was here. You 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 from here? You've been been involved <laughs> at Denver Harbor. They used to pack them in, man. Two rings. It was nice. Uh, the gloves. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, all right. So we balls to the wall. Hundred kids. <laughs> by yourself 
it was time for you to coach up a few coaches so they could take some heat off you. What uh, oh, what we did after that, brother? Well, um, you know, a- after that, I-, I I did start getting a few uh, friends, and uh, actually, my one of my older brothers was helping me out there. So, um, they started helping me out. Of course, the the group started thinning out because um, once we started, you know, we, I I didn't know any anything, but you know you win by by training hard that was it so so you know it right. started weeding a lot of people out because <laughs> you know I, I was running it like a military camp which at that time i didn't know you know you needed some days to recover <laughs> so, right right so, you just going oh man i was just going so uh, uh again um man i want to say we stayed there two years. We we did some traveling to some of these tournaments here. Uh, Marlin came in. Um, man, I want to say maybe six months as the gym opened. Um, she wasn't oh, even uh, in. My, she was twelve. Mm. She, uh-huh. she 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 was twelve. She was in. She was actually in, in my brother's group, and, and I was training. Uh, man, in my group was nothing but but males. So she was one of the females in my brother's group, and. Um, and I'll never forget, you know, um, at the at the end of workouts, she would always come up to me and, and ask me, like, "Hey, when am I going to be able to uh, to get in this group?" <laughs> <laughs> and I would tell her, like, "No, you know, you need to stay in that group." And basically, what what I wanted to say, and I ended up saying it right before I made the decision. But I, in my head, I was thinking, "No, I'm not going to train no girl," you know, yeah. you know. So right. I, I had yeah. I had I had these. Uh, these guys and I, man, I was, I was killing these guys. I mean, working them hard, you know, and, and I, she would come every day right after her workout at the end when everybody was about to leave. So when am I going to be able to, you know, train over here? And I said, I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to bring you over to my group, uh, next week. And, uh, if, if you could sit here and, 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 hang and run with these boys then um you know we'll, we'll start working together so in my mind i already knew what i was going to do man i was going to drive her and you know <laughs> drive run her off on. right run <laughs> off right <laughs> so me you know thinking okay i don't want her to think i'm singling her out i'm going to put her with my guys that i'm training but i'm going to put them in small little groups and just put them through some crazy drills well as i started doing that during the week some of my boys start falling out. <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was the only one left standing. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, then then it got to the point where we started sparring, and, and she was she was kicking their butt because she had so much energy and stamina. It was just it was just crazy. So, uh, you know, um, we we joined a a Golden Gloves here, a local Golden Gloves here, and also and, you know we we had already did some sparring and and. Uh, I said, well, let me see how she performs under the lights, you know. Right. So I said, okay, we're joining this Golden Gloves. You're going to be in the all-comers. Um, again, she was, she was 12, 13 at the time. Um, and condition-wise, oh, man, she's, that's just one thing about her. She's always, been, she, she's always been the best condition athlete that I've ever had. And by far, nobody's gotten close of her of her, her work ethic or how she works in the gym. But anyway, the golden gloves comes around and, um, uh, we're about to, we're about to compete. Um, but let me, let me go back. So 
whenever I started, whenever we were training, getting ready for these Golden Gloves, uh, I'll never forget her mom shows up to the gym one day. And, and I'm going hard with her. Like, hey, you need to go do this. You need to go do that. Give me, give me so many rounds of this. Give me so many rounds of that. And I walk off and I go tell her mom. She has about, you know, 10 minutes left. Just, you know, she's finishing up. And her parents are, are were always very, very supportive parents, great parents. So when I tell mom that, mom looks at me like really strange. And she tells me, what did you do to her? And, I, and I'm looking at her like, what do you mean? She goes, how are you getting her to listen to you? You know, <laughs> yeah. What's the magic words? Yeah. So she tells me, well, you know, we have trouble with her at home. You know, she don't listen to anybody. You know, she's 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 smart, but this and that. And then I start asking her questions, like, oh, really? And and I already know that. Hey, I'm in over here because this girl's gonna do anything I tell her to because she mm. wants to fight so bad. So mom tells me. Mom tells me. Well, another thing is that she's not even she's not even in her school. She's in an alternative school right now for fighting. And I said, "Oh no, no, okay, don't don't worry about that. I'm, I'm gonna fix all that, you know." So, right. so the very next day, I didn't want to tell Marlena that she was leaving because I said, "You know, I'm gonna tell her right now. She's gonna go back and tell her mom something." So the very next day, she comes into the gym. We're about to start working. I said, "Hey, I need to speak with you about something." And I told her, what school do you go to? So she starts telling me, well, I'm at this school. Um, it's an alternative school. I said, well, why are you there? And so she tells me, well, you know, I got into a fight. And, you know, there's always people, you know, picking on me and, and, and this and that. It starts giving me the, the normal routine. So, so right, there, <laughs> I, right there, I sat her down. And I said, well, look, that's going to change. You know, if, if you want to box for me and you want to continue in this sport, one of my rules is, one, you know, I don't want to hear nothing bad going on at school. You know, uh, yeah. first thing we got to do is straighten up so we can get you out of that school and back to your normal school. After that, um, uh, we need to talk about your grades. You know, they, they need to be, you know, at, at, at par level. And, and she's, man, that's, that's one thing about Marlene. You know, she's academically, she was just a scholar at that as well. So within six months, she was back at her regular school. Nice. She was back at a regular school. Well, um, going back to the uh, the Golden Gloves, we get to the Golden Gloves and um, we are about to compete. She's in the back. I'm warming her up. And, uh, man, she's just like you could see it in her that she wanted to get out there and just fight, you know. She's and, amped uh, up. And, yeah, she was amped up. She was excited. And uh, we, we go to the ring. And I want to say we were fighting uh, the late Bobby, Bob, was it Bobby Flores, big Bobby Hefe Flores? We were fighting a girl from his gym. And his gym was also in Pasadena. So we were in Pasadena. They were in Pasadena. Uh, the little girl she was fighting was from, from, their, from their gym. And uh, the bell rings. And when that bell rung, I mean, they just went at it like two pet bulls. Like, it was crazy the way they were fighting. So... First round, Marlene wins it. Um, the, the other girl could fight, though. You know, Bobby had some really good fighters, and, you know, he was a good good coach. So uh, second round was a little closer than the first round. Might have even gave it to, to the other girl. But the third round, Marlene closed the show because of her condition, and that's the way Marlene always does. If she don't – if she sure try to wear you out in the first, first second round, then third round, you're not going to have nothing left, and she's going to steamroll you then. So 
that's basically what happened. Well, anyway, when they said the decision, man, there must have been 40 to 50 kids there that were just screaming and yelling and all that. And, and I turned around. And I'm like, you know, how, this is her first fight. How to, what's going on? And she, was, <laughs> and she was a real she was a real private person. I mean, even as we got up to the national, she never really liked anybody going to see her fight. She was like, no, just my dad, uh, maybe my mom, that's it. But she didn't invite friends. She didn't do any of that because that's how – focus she was in her craft so anyway we we come down the stairs and i'm like man there's a lot of kids here and she said well those are students from my school and me and that other little girl have a rival and we've been talking about it all week <laughs> so <laughs> nice. i didn't know this i didn't they know done promoted it the they done promoted yeah. it yeah yeah they had gone to the same school and they they didn't like each other they brought the half the school with nice. them nice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they just kind of took off from there. <laughs> Eric Manrique says, uh, Marlene versus Ashley and Marlene versus Joanna was good fights for Houston. Oh, man. He said, those, were, those were some wars. What, what's he saying? <laughs> he, he also says, he also says uh, Rudy, Rudy used to be my school cop. He's seen some stuff, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually attended a high school, man, where, where uh, I was a campus officer, and, and I would run into him. I want to say almost every period in the hallway. I'm like, <laughs> how, how are you going to pass if you're always in the hallway? You're not going to school. You're here, but you're not going to school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, you know, at that time, I want to say as Marlene got older, right about the 14, 15 um, age group, uh, yeah, the, the names that, that Eric's bringing out. I mean, we had, there was quite a few girls that were really, really good. Um, and they were, it was tough, man. It was tough. It was at least four of them. They were all at a national level. So just to get out of Houston, a lot of times you had to beat, you know, a good fight. Good. Pretty much, right. you know, pretty much the way it is now. I think me and coach talked about this the other day that it's crazy, you know, to get out of Houston or Texas. Sometimes you got to go through national champions, you know. <laughs> right, right. You got to be a bad boy just to compete here and win mm -hmm. fights. Yeah. Uh, so. Fast forward, I guess she's man. So you got her at twelve, and uh, and at at what point did uh, how many times y'all went up uh to nationals that did the national tournaments to get well, her ranked and stuff? So she won the the junior Olympic nationals uh the her at fifteen she won the junior Olympic nationals um so she turned sixteen and at that time uh. That's, that's before all this youth elite division and, and, and all that at 17 you were you were already in the elite division so at right. 16 uh, we started getting ready for the nationals um, we get ready for the nationals uh, back then which was so nice and, and I really wish they would do it now because it's it's a, it's a motivational thing it's an inspirational thing that um, they used to have the US nationals at Colorado Springs the Olympic Training Center and right you know when the, when these kids hear that hey you know this is where you know uh, Oscar De La Hoya came through uh, Floyd Mayweather came through they fought here that's where they were holding all the US nationals so um we were going there of course we got excited you know me and me and Marlene got excited we're like hey you know then we're going to the nationals we're going to the Olympic training center you know th this is something big so uh, you know i i really didn't know how much more at that moment, we could step it up because when I say, you know, she was a worker, I mean, she was a worker. Um, the only thing that 
that we might have changed was uh, I had I had a good friend of mine that that let me know, and you know I was so glad that he did because man, it, it was an eye opener. Um, like I wouldn't believe, and I and I wouldn't believe anybody else unless they had told me they were there. And yes, but they said, hey, when you get up there, the altitude's high. And if right. you ain't in condition, you're gonna last one round. Hmm. So, right. so yeah, we got we got ready, you know, a little extra again. I, I I know how much more we could, but you know, we got ready a little extra. We get up there. Um, at that time, she was fighting at 106 pounds. Um, the first fight, I don't even remember who we fought the first day, but you know, again, Marlin's you know style at that time is. If you weren't in shape, she was just going to steamroll you. That was it. Um, and at that at that point, they hadn't came up with the point division yet. It was kind of like the way it is now. You know, they were scored kind of like the pro style fight. And so, so of course, if you were a pressure fighter, it was a big plus. You know, because right, you, you right. were steamrolling. So the first fight she wins, and, and there was only one other girl in her division, which was the the reigning 106 national champ. Um, it was a girl out of New York. And I want to say the girl was like 26 years old. Uh, Marlene's 16, uh, going to turn 17 in like uh, maybe, I think, four months. But that's whenever they used to use that one day, same date of the year, whatever. Um, um, when you enter a tournament, that's what that's the age group you'll be in. So um, we we fight the reigning 106 champion. And, man, I mean, Marlene, I mean, she just steamrolled her, really. I mean, it was crazy, you know, so – you know, she becomes U.S. national champion. Um, for us, it was big. For me, it was big. It was my first uh, national uh, champion that, that 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 I had. So, um, you know, we come back home and and basically just kind of enjoy it with the gym and a little bit of her family because, you know, she she was never a bragger. Never, never. Uh, she didn't. She really didn't let nobody know that she was that she was boxing. Um, she was not that type. You know, I recall. A moment whenever uh, this was whenever she was 15, uh, uh, there was a, a older gentleman passing by the gym, and uh, I'm talking an older gentleman. This guy was probably in his 60s, and uh, and he and he pulls in, and and Marlene is jump roping by the uh, by the by the big door, um, and and we used to have these big uh, aluminum doors that you could clearly see outside. So the the man sees her, and he walks up to me and he tells me, "Is that?" Marlene as far as and I'm like, yeah, you know, she actually she just won the junior Olympic nationals and and he tells me, you know, I'm a teacher at her school and nobody knows this. And sure. that, you know, that's that's the way she was. You know, wow. she was not she was always one of those, you know, uh fighters that didn't want that kind of recognition. You know, she yeah, she just wanted to fight, fight. So so she comes back and um USA boxing says, Well, you know, uh, bring her up here for camp. We're going to have the uh, Continentals, and I think they were going to be in Argentina. Well, she gets up there. She's going through through camp, and at that time they had the 106. I think it was 110, 114, and 119 weights for the, the weight divisions. You know, I'll never forget they had sparring, and and you know, she's the kind of person that you know she would call me every single day if I wasn't up there uh, and tell me, "Hey, this is who I'm sparring. This is going on. What do you want me to do extra?" She, she, I mean, it was always, "What do you want me to do when they're finished working with me?" Because she's she wasn't never done. It, that was even at the gym. Like if I gave every guy, you know, four rounds of hand pads, she always wanted six. 
if I sparred every guy, you know, six rounds, she always wanted eight. And, and it was just like that the whole time. And I would always tell like, you know, you know, well, why? And well, you know, I just want to be, you know, in that, that better shape. So, you know, I just left at that, but I knew that, you know, the, when she performed in there, you know, I, I knew what was going on. You know, I knew that if they weren't, you know, up to par and in condition with her, and she was going to steamroll. And that's what she was doing to all these, these females. And, and, and most of them, they just couldn't keep up with her pace. You know, her pace was just at so high. So anyway, uh, the, the first day of sparring up there at camp, uh, what they used to do was uh, they'll spar you, of course, with they'll bring in maybe the, the number two. So they'll spar you with uh, 106 and they might move you up maybe one way, depending on how you do. So they had moved her up to spar the 110 girl. And at that time, the 110 girl was a bad little girl. Her name was uh, Sacred. Uh, she was from New York also. I mean, she was the little girl was bad. So uh, and she was probably one of the most talented one on the team. So they sparred her with the 106. They sparred her with the 110. They sparred her with the 114. And she was steamrolling these girls that were already former national champions. So the coach calls me and tells me, hey, man, this little girl's just, you know, handling all these uh, my national championships. But she's something else. So I was excited to hear that. You know, um, she was on the team. She was making a lot of noise. Um, you know, she would tell me she was doing the same thing while they were training that, you know, if, if they ran so many laps, you know, she'd, she'd run another, you know, mile after that. So the coach loved her. Um, well, I get a call from her one day, and she's crying. She's just, you know, crying. I'm like, you know, what, what's going on, Marlene? She said, well, they just told me that I'm too young to go to the Continentals this year. I have to be 17. And I don't turn 17. To... She was so devastated. Oh, wow. So devastated. Yeah, so uh, yeah. she said they're, they're... – <laughs> yeah, she tells me, well, but they say that I could I could still stay here and train um, and finish camp with them. And she was like, but I don't want to, you know, I want to come home and, you know, I want to just train. And I'm like, no, stay there. You know, you, you have to stay there so they could see you're a team player. We yeah. went on about that. She ended up staying there. Then, you know, a after that, you know, that was that, that 16 turn 17. Um, after that, pretty much every, you know, it was every national tournament we, we joined after that. You know, she won. She, you know, I want to say she went on like a either a seven or an eight year winning streak where she didn't lose a fight. You know, she she would lose maybe one or two international, but here in the states, she didn't. She was like on, on a good seven or eight year winning streak. Yeah, where she didn't lose a fight. How was uh experience, experiencing it myself? How how mm -hmm. how how was? Let me see how to say it because I don't want to come across bad. You know when you when your kid goes to Colorado and they training with the team, and mm -hmm. and when she gets back home, uh, how was that transition? Not transition ain't the right word. Okay, when she got back home, what did you have to remind her of and 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 get her back as far as her winning ways? Or oh, you didn't have any problems? They didn't really fool you, with her. Did, you did, know did what? They, I, I, they try to change her or what? No, uh, not early, not early in her, in her, uh, in her boxing career. Not when she, you know, uh, 17 through, I want to say the first, you know, three or four years, it, it didn't really, they didn't really change her. But, you know, Marlene was, has always been that when she got there, she would tell me what everything was, what they were doing. We tweak little things and, you know, she's always been a, a respectful uh, young lady that if coach tells her she's going to do it, but she's also going to stick to what's been working as well. 
Um, um, right. So they didn't really they didn't really try to tweak her early. Um, I, and I want to say didn't because she was so successful with what she was doing. So I, I guess they right. kind of say, well, you know what? She's winning. Hey, uh, yeah, let her do it. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know, uh, you know, I was for this. So, so it's such a repetitive, you know, rep bad habits or good habits. If you drill, 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 you're going to get them, right? And uh, yep. I just, that when your fighter goes down there and, and learns something, say, different or uh, or new, and then he comes back and it may not fit the what he's good at or not, then you got to drill, 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 and then and then they performing here, performing there. Through through Quentin, I got to know some of the the coaches while he was there, and I like him. I really like him. I like Jeff Mays. I like uh, Kay. Kay's down there nine at camping uh, uh, some fighters, but uh, I never met the Billy guy, the head coach, uh, and and just. Like you said, Q would call me and say, man, this is we working on this. And they got me doing this and this, you know, and you got to sit back and go, okay, do this fit, do this fit his, uh, you know, because yeah. every every fighter specific, you know, that has a spe specific oh, yeah. strengths and, and things they need to stay away from. And I was interested in, in knowing uh, how did you cope with that. But, but if they pretty much was hands off because she's winning, oh, that's great. That's tremendous. <laughs> that's tremendous. Yeah. And I want to say, I don't know if y'all remember, in, in 2008, um, they tried to go back to the system uh, with their national champions that were going to the Olympics. They, they tried something new, and, and a lot of the the uh, national champions were rebelling. Their, their coaches were rebelling. They they brought them in for a year before the Olympics started. And, man, we had there was a lot of uh, pissed-off coaches. You know, they're like, no, you know, we don't want them up there for a year. You know, we got them there, and this is what – you know they they need to do this how um uh, they've gotten to be national champions through through training at home with their so they tried it i think we 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 all three know that uh you know the the results weren't good in 2008 at the olympics so um you know we got to 2012 um they didn't do a year i think they want i think they did something like maybe three months or something which you know turned out a little bit better and, and by then they started going to more international tournaments. So that was another thing that was that was in my opinion that wasn't good. Um that uh you know uh, internationally we were we were getting beat a lot because we didn't have a lot of international experience. You know, so um Right. You know we, that, uh, we weren't competing. That was I the really one thing that was the one thing that helped that 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 Q got a lot of with the international experience, man. He was he was going to Australia. Well, he went to Germany. He was kicking ass over there. Uh, Kazakhstan, he went everywhere. Kazakhstan, you know, uh, Puerto Rico, all kind of places, man. It makes a it, huge it, difference. Yeah, it's one thing when you're used to you know sparring and training over here and, and sparring guys that are local, but once you go face different different styles from different parts of the world, I think that well, just brings I, a whole different whole I, different I, level. I, yeah, and, and 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 what it was is uh, that by the time Q got there, they had already figured a lot of that out. They had figured mm -hmm. out that um, hey, you know, we're not getting enough enough international experience, so we got to get them out there. So they did, and and it changed because uh, they it, it it turned out to be successful. So I'm not sure if y'all can still see me. I just had to kind of plug up my phone, um, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah it was 
it was it was a bonus and and I think that they should continue to do that because you know you get to go to all these countries and 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 you get to see all these different styles and and you're definitely going to see who are your top performers and that's yes. who you want to prepare for. Yes. Uh, so uh absolutely. So it, he, he, I, I that's that's one thing I think he he gained from being on the team those two years was uh invaluable experience in fighting, you know, he I think we lost uh Kazakhstan and Cuba and that was it. And 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 both of those fights, you know, him saying, "Man, coach, these guys is, is a different breed, you know, uh of of maybe what they prepare for when they face them guys, but uh uh that experience was invaluable because when these when these fighters go pro, you know, you're fighting the world. You're not fighting just everybody in the United States. You know, you're going to have to come across. And the way these Eastern Europeans are, are, are would you say, uh, not taking over the sport, but they sure as hell making an impact. And and so if if, if our kids ain't fighting these people, uh, you know, you, you don't want them to have their first experience in the pros. <laughs> For a fucking a serious fight, you know, and it, and and they drown. But yeah, it was it, it it made the it made the job uh it made the job of him being on the team. It made the job of of coaching him a little maybe more fun. You got to come back and brush up some things, and then you got to go back up there and 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 then get to travel. But Marlene, uh, man, I tell you, man, she had a huge buzz after that uh. Oh, going into the Olympics, what was it? Twelve? It was two thousand twelve. Oh yeah, it she was, was like, uh, she was like probably, if I'm not mistaken, she was either you know the number two or three most endorsed uh, athlete going into the two thousand twelve Olympics. Like, right. I mean, it's just, and she had all the top endorsements. It, it was crazy, but um, she was kicking butt. You know, um, she, she was great in front of the. The mic. She's a very, very well. Uh, you know, she speaks very well. Uh, she she articulates her conversations. You know, great and and sponsors love that. You know, and of course she's winning. You know, you know, right? Why not? Right. She um, you know, one thing that's that that probably doesn't get said a lot, but you know it is is uh when she started boxing and 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 in her teenage years. Women wasn't in the Olympics, man. So it wasn't like she had to stick to that, you know, what a dream. Like, hopefully we get to fight in the Olympics one day. So she was fighting uh, <clears throat> against the odds as far as getting that. Uh oh, you tell me. Yeah, it's your fighter. When there wasn't girls in the Olympics, what was her focus? Was her focus to just do the best she could and, and go pro so, or what? Well, no, she never wanted to go pro. I'm, I, we'll, we'll, I'll. I'll I'll start with well, I'll start with that. But we'll go back to um, going to the Olympics in 2008. Um, they started announcing it, so they started saying, "Hey, you know, we're we're thinking of, of opening the doors for uh, the female fighters for the Olympics," and she was excited. I mean, she was like, "Yes, you know, um, we're ready for this. This is what we've been, you know, getting ready for." Um, well, you know, that door was closed quick. Um, so we come to 2009. And they're still talking about it, but we, you know, we don't we don't see nothing different. Um, that right. they've made any, any any changes. So, in 2010, um, you know, I don't know by then how many nationals. Because uh, you know, another thing is 
she holds the the record for uh being number one i want to say it's either nine or ten times nobody else holds it not not Oscar De La Hoya, not, you know, the big, the biggest names you could think of. You know, she holds the record for being number one uh, consecutive for, it was either nine or ten years in a row. So oh. um, it was like 2010 or 2011, and um, it, it still hasn't came up. And I, you know, I'll never forget, she tells me, well, you know what, um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and and, and, um, and stop. You know, they're not going to listen, and I'm going to start now with uh you know getting to my uh you know education because she was very very uh smart again academically she she got she got you know accepted to uh you know ut st thomas you know all the ivy league schools you know here right. but she had she had to pass up pass it up because um she was traveling so much so right. you know she 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 was doing stuff online at times but um you know, I'll never forget. She was like, you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and 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 uh, stop and, and go to school full time. And, and I tell her like, you know, hey, look, just keep winning. All I'm telling you is, we're gonna keep winning. Um, they're gonna notice us, and we're just gonna keep our fingers crossed that they uh, let us in the the females in the Olympics. Well, 2011 comes around, and I want to say I think that's when they announced it. Either too, late 2010, 2011. They announced it, so she'll. I'll never forget. She called me, and she's like, excited, but there was a little bit in her voice where I could tell that something was wrong. And I said, um, she called me. She said, guess what? Guess what? They let the girls in, in the uh, in the Olympics, and I'm like, oh great. She said, but that my weight division's not in there. Uh, oh, they're going shit. to one twelve. Yeah, <laughs> and they said one. It's going to be one twelve, and. She didn't have no problems making 106. She's a tiny, tiny girl, you know. So She's a little bit. Like, damn. Yeah. So, so we we start thinking, what can we do? And you know, the next year we just started um, changing things up. We started. We put her on some some uh, strength, you know, programs. Uh, yeah. yeah. And she started putting on some weight. And uh, we tried going up there the very first, the very next year. I think it was 2011 at, at 2000 uh, for at, at 112 pounds. She goes up there, wins the division. We had to go through like uh, I want to say three national champions because remember that's whenever they took away. I think they took away uh, 110 and 114. So you had national champions that were all meeting at 112. So we had to uh, we had to go to uh, 112. She wins it. Um, that's the year that also she started getting her, her endorsements. I think her first, yeah, her first endorsement was Nike. After that, um, it was Coca-Cola, then McDonald's and, and CoverGirl. And it, it just went from there. And, um, you know, uh, we get to the And all this, all this was even before the Olympics, huh? Yes. All before this, she, all yeah. this was, mm -hmm, yeah. It, it, it so was, what was, uh, what was y'all, what was y'all's mindset as, as all this is going on? So what, what was her, what was her amateur record at this point before, before the Olympics? Like she was, ooh, I mean, well, not record, but how many fights has she had? I want to say at least, at least maybe, maybe a hundred. Oh, wow. So because, she, so she, she's, yeah. she's, she's fought a lot. She, a hundred, hundred yeah. fights. You guys know, you, you know what you have. And then you start getting all these endorsement deals you're heading into the Olympics. What's your, what were y'all thinking? Like, go in there. Well, you know, um, well, that's when I also got educated, which was a man. It was a rude awakening for me. I, I'm thinking, 
this whole time that the way you get to the Olympics is uh, you win the Olympic trials and you go to the Olympics. Well, that's not how it works. You, you, you win the U.S. Olympic trials and you still have to go qualify as a country. Uh, and I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, we, we, we're not, we don't go to the Olympics after she wins the trials. No, you still got to go qualify as a country. And there's one, one other thing we need to tell you that the girls only get one shot. Guys oh, at that wow. time got like five tournaments to go internationally to, to, uh, to try to make the Olympics. So it was one tournament and that was it. Um, I'll never forget. Uh, as soon as we won the Olympic trials, um, we started getting calls from, from every, you know, news station, definitely locally. Uh, of course, even at that time, you know, she was at, at a different level because again, it was Coca-Cola, McDonald's, so, you know, right. Fox sports, ESPN, everybody was calling. So her first interview, I'll, I'll never forget. Somebody came, um, put a camera in her face and, you know, Hey, how do you feel? You just won the Olympic trials. Um, you're going to the Olympics and she was like, you know, no, thank you. I feel great. But this is, you know, I'm nowhere near where we need to be. And that was it. You know, the, the, that conversation ended, you know, so she she knew and, and for me as well. So the biggest tournament um, for us was the qualifying tournament. And it was a it was a world tournament in China. And, and you got you had to you had to, I think, finish in the top eight. So for us, she had to win three fights and <laughs> and we won three fights. And matter of fact, we were the only girl that qualified um, that year on the, for the 2012 team at the Worlds. Um, yeah, we were, and, and this was the team that Michaela was on, Clarissa was on, Queen uh, was on, uh, Tina, Christina Cruz was on, but the only weights that were there, remember, was three weights. The other girls were just going to fight in the world. It was Clarissa, um, it was Marlene, and uh, I'm trying to remember who the last girl was because it was it was another weight. But I, th I think it was Michaela, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, so that was that was uh, in China, and that was Clarissa's first loss. And that was Clarissa's ever loss, ever. She, she's never right. lost again. Yeah. So we. That's a hell of a China, class right there. Oh man, it was oh those it it was that was just awesome when we were in China seeing all that talent and stuff like that. But um, so so she qualified, and I want to say maybe two months later or a month later, uh, the the boxing the Olympic Boxing Committee comes out with it. They're going to give uh, wild cards, and they gave wild cards, and of course Clarissa was killing it everywhere else, so she definitely got one of the wild cards. Um, hmm. She got a wild card, and at that time, Queen Queen got a wild card. They go to the Olympics, and it's you know it's just history from there. <laughs> yeah. That transition to uh, the transit. What was the catalyst for her turning pro, knowing that she didn't really want to go pro? I guess you said earlier. Was it just an offer, an offer from uh, Golden Boy, or what was what was the yeah, how'd that, how'd that, how'd that, how'd that sit down come about? You know, um, every time she would get interviewed and the conversations we always had is, you know, she was like, no, when I'm done with the, with the Olympics, you know, I'm done. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to do this no more. I'm definitely don't want to turn pro. 
somewhere down the line, she started saying, well, you know what? Um, I, I guess it wouldn't hurt, you know, to finish it off. But, you know, <laughs> if we, if we get, if we get signed by a big promoter and sure enough, when, whenever it was time for her to sign, I mean, she had a lot of, a lot of different offers. Definitely. Uh, Golden Boy was, was always after her. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. was off was after her early and, um, before even the Olympics started. So, so yeah, um, Golden Boy, uh, signed her and it, you know she just kind of took off from there that's a that's a that's a good strategy I, i'm going to quit unless I'm, uh, a major i get a major deal we're going to try that derek we're, we're going to cancel our show unless espn or fox sports yeah. uh, picks us up so yeah. so y'all but <laughs> we quit damn it the only one that can save us is uh espn or fox uh sports nah. well you know uh, <laughs> you know we had because i I know how much time you said we had. I wanted to get the opportunity to. Uh, we had Marlene on the show, and she said that she y'all switched up. And I know you still training at that gym, that with Coop and her, and I'm sure you still helping and all that stuff. But she said that oh, yeah. she made a, a change to the to head coach, and because uh, I want to get the pork chop and all them boys too. But uh, just give you the <laughs> opportunity to tell us what happened as far as uh, the fight with Sunisa. And then the, the choice y'all made to go ahead and let her fight with the, with the other guy. Well, um, you know, the, the fight with Sinisa was a fight that, that we had wanted for, for years. You know, I'm mm-hmm. talking going back all the way to the amateurs, you know, and, and we felt that, that we, were getting, we were getting dodged a lot. Um, so um, once she started competing uh, on, on the pro level, uh, you know, uh, you know, we started fighting, and, and, and um, we we kept calling the name out. We kept calling the name out because um, we were confident that you know if, if we fought, what we were going to do. So the fight came about. Uh, of course, if y'all remember, you know she she had just <laughs> delivered her son in in, in yeah. February I think, <laughs> or, or January, which was crazy. You know, she 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 trained all the way to I want to say two days before she delivered. That's you know, nice. her, her baby boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I, was, I was always the nervous wreck from the last few months, but she was like, no, you know, I, I, I don't want to lose time out the gym. I'm going to lose my timing and rhythm and this and that. So anyway, that, that's just her, though. That's her work ethic. That's the way she works, you know. So uh, so anyway, you know, um, we finally, after she has the baby, we get two fights, and, and we finally get the fight. And, uh, and So it was the third yeah. fight. It was the third fight yeah. after the baby, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. So, um, so the we we get the we get the fight, and training camp was going good for the most part. I mean, it was it, it was a typical training camp for Marlene because you know she was she was excited, she was working hard, um, pushing it hard. Uh, sparring was good, but uh, you know she 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 really wanted to be like uh ready you know so again whenever i say you know she turned it up a little bit more you know you you it's hard to understand unless you see what she does from the time she wakes up to the time she goes to sleep i mean it's not normal it's, it's nowhere near normal she does workouts in the morning that most of my guys are will tell me like hey coach i'm not coming in this evening you know i'm done right, right. you know for, for the morning the morning doesn't kill me so she was doing that. Um, anyway, I, you know, we thought she was in the best 
shape of her of her life, uh, in which I, I still think that that she that she kind of was, you know. And it's crazy because Marlon's, you know, worst enemy is is something that we would love other boxers to to be with their worst enemy. Her worst enemy is overworking because she works so damn hard, you know. I mean, she works hard, so she really wanted this. She was excited for it. You know, there was a few distractions that, that she was having um, outside the gym, but I don't think it was nothing major. Um, but, you know, those are distractions that us as coaches, um, you know, uh, even in some of the big fights you see now on TV, you don't hear about what's going on outside the gym. All you, all right. we're seeing whenever they get in there and perform. And, right. and of course, if, 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 if something happens, um, you know, people don't know. Well, you know, he didn't know what – that he had just, you know, got arrested, you know, three days before, right. or, or he had car accidents or yeah, stuff like none that. None of that. So we don't know that. So anyway, we get to the fight, and uh, and she's ready. She's pumped. She, her her conditioning and body looks, you know, the best it's ever looked. I mean, she did. I'll, I'll never forget. I hadn't seen her look like that in years. You know, this is a this is a a girl that's you know 28, 29 years old. You know, and she's still pushing it and and you know, sparring, you know, 12, 13 rounds, like it's nothing. After that, she's going to go do more strength training. Anyway, um, I don't know, you know, fight night comes, and then, uh, you know, again, there was a few distractions here and there, but mentally and physically, definitely she was there. The bell rings. Uh, I want, I I personally think that um, we won the first few rounds. You know, we were winning. You know, she came oh, out kind did. of fast, but to yeah. You did. Yeah. 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 So, and, and and for me, it was it was normal. Uh, you know, that's that's Marlene. She comes out and she she's going to test you right off the bat to see what kind of condition you're in first. You know, and then if we have to make some adjustments, we will. Well, of course, before any of the adjustments could be made, the cut appears, and it was a small cut. It was it was a big cut. It was you a know? big so, gush. Yeah, yeah. So it, that was new. Um, you know, I know at one point she comes back to to the corner, and I could see her coming, and she she, she looked a little tired to me. You know, she looked a little tired. I want to say this might have been in the fourth or fifth round. Um, and that's not you. That's not me. I'm not used to seeing that at all from her because, again, you know, her bread and butter for, for, for years has, has been her conditioning. Can she box? You know, hell yeah, she could box. You know, she had to. Remember, we were in the point system. So she, in all those terms when we went international, they didn't know how to box. They were, they were going to kill you. You know, she won the Worlds one year. So she knew how to box. But we were going to be switching it on and off. And uh, I want to say the cut just changed a lot of things. Um, her conditioning was there, but, you know, it's just something that, that I started seeing that I, I wasn't used to seeing with Marlon. It looked like uh, there was a few rounds where she was slow down here and there, and it could have been because of the blood or whatever. Um, you know, it could have been because of the, the, the overwork and, and, and I'm not going to say in boxing, but, I think at that point, uh, right before you know we, we were getting ready, we were doing a lot of strength training, and and I don't blame it on on anybody, you know, uh, when it comes to uh, the strength training or even the coaching, you know, because look, Marlene, Marlene is she's not gonna let you tell her, um, hey, you, one more round, that's it, you know, she's she's a workhorse, you know, so right. if she and then if she sees results, she pushes it even harder when she sees results, so. I think she started seeing great results. She kept pushing it. And I mean, my opinion was, yeah, um, the cut was, was big. Um, I think I had to say one of the things that I thought might've been a little different. 
it might have been the the strength trainer. I think that you know she was so pumped for the fight and you know and just wanted to be in such great condition. But I think we kind of overdid it a little bit on the strength training again. You know, um, not pointing the fingers at anybody because you know, I don't. I mean, come on, coach. I mean, you, you, everybody knows this, the coach is gonna get pointed at. So I mean, I'm good. Right, right. I'm good. You know, um, but um, but what about you know, even? What about the three-minute rounds? How much do you think that played an effect? Because that was a change, wasn't it? It was a change, but but we wanted that. We wanted that because right. remember, you know, I, I keep saying it that, that her conditioning has always been her bread and butter. And, right. and to me, I, I'm still, I'm always going to believe that until I see something different. Um, if if you if you can't handle her for three minutes, then um, she's going to take advantage of it, and that's what she's done her whole life, you know. Um, but. Again, you know, I watched the fight one time once once I got home. I thought the fight was a whole lot closer than what the judges had it on. I thought, that, mm. you know, uh, we won quite a few of the early rounds. We might have gave away some of the middle rounds, and I thought we kind of closed the show at the end a little bit. But um, going back now, looking at what they were judging, <laughs> it didn't really matter. They, they weren't giving us credit for, for nothing, you know, um, and – I know Marlin, you know, um, she's a fighter. I think I want to say like in the, what was it, the eighth or ninth round she, uh, when she was bleeding, you know, a lot, you know, Profusely. we were getting, yeah, you know, we, we were getting, we were getting signs from, from, uh, you know, uh, another part of our teams. You know, we got a big team that, Hey, she has a cut, you know, let's go ahead and just let, let her, let them go to the scorecards. But they started saying that early, but the, the, the ref, uh, at one point, can we fight? And Marlene is not gonna say she can't fight, you know. So, so we we kept fighting, man, and uh, it just ended the way it ended. But uh, I think she put on a hell of a show. I think with that fight, she she won a lot, oh, a lot more fans than what she already had, you know. Um, um, so we get back, and um, again, she started having a few distractions, you know, outside the gym. Uh, I know she started training during the day, and she came to me. She talked to me. She started telling me. Hey, um, you know, this is what, what, what I'm going to do. I'm going to start training during the day and I'm going to be training with, with Coop. And, you know, I, I was like, yeah, you know, no problem. You know, she's not just, you know, a boxer, you know, she's family. You know, so I am, it, it doesn't matter what decision she makes. Um, I'm going to support her 100%. You know, she's, um, I'm here. She, she's, we still talk, you know, she'll call me every now and then tell me this is what I'm doing or this is what's going on. And, we, we, we talk about boxing or we talk about life since I've known her for so long. So there was no, never, ever no bad blood between us because it, that just won't happen. It doesn't happen right. between us. You know, we, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm still, I'm still on, I'm still her, you know, her, her number one supporter and she'll call me and, and, and whatever she needs me to help out, you know, I'm there. <laughs> I think, uh, I had Regis on the show a couple of weeks back. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I said, man, just with one of the things Wilder's doing is uh, with his loss, with all the excuse making, he's really showing a a, a side of himself that you know I I, I feel is 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 it's a flaw in the character. But but what a lot of people don't understand, man, as trainers and fighters, is we're not we're not looking for an excuse why we lost. We got to identify why we lost in order to change it, right? And you need mm -hmm. to do that during the fight, before the fight, and certainly after the fight. So, mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't think that you're making excuses with any of the comments you're saying, 
because as trainers, we know, all right, what went wrong? We didn't win. So what went wrong? A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. And then we make the adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're in charge of doing that during the fight. We're in charge of thinking of it before the fight. What could go wrong? You know, what, 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 and then after the fight, we definitely got to figure out what we should have did different. So I don't think it's a shoot. And, and Regis was like, coach, I read a book and, 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 and what I got from what he was saying was that, you know, you got to identify what went wrong in order mm-hmm. to, you know, a champion got to say, hey, where did I go wrong in order to get back in the ring and perform again? So I don't think I don't think it's excuses at all, but I think it's very important that you, Marlene, identify, okay, what the fuck we did wrong to where we ended up losing the fight. And it's because there's no there's no use in saying we really won the fight. Because if you if 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 the bell if if the fight's over, you lost, you fucking lost. I don't care how much you won. <laughs> So you got to right. identify right. that. You got to identify that. So, and I remember talking to Marlene and I said, maybe when I was watching that fight, because I watch, I support your coach. I watch every time you're on the tube, bro, I'm watching, I'm rooting for y'all. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, uh, man, I thought you came in hot. And, and I think what she was, she said no, but I think, I think she was trying to explain to me what you just said. She shuts a workhorse. Now nah, I start hot like that all the time. What what happened was I didn't continue it, you know, and so uh, me, you know, not not being in the camp or whatever, you know, that's just what I seen was, man, she came out to the, and jumped ahead. But I'll give Sinisa this credit. When Marlene jumped off, jumped ahead with the first three rounds for sure, uh, Sinisa remained calm. She didn't try to, uh, uh, I didn't see much adjustments. I seen her just sit back and try to get out the way of them shots, you know. Mm-hmm. What happened happened with, you know, the, the the cut happened. It's terrible. It was ugly. You know, it was bleeding bad. And, and, and you know, if somebody was in the corner telling you uh, and tell, you know, and I say nobody said this, but if somebody said, hey, you can't see to try to get the ref to say, all right, let's go to the cards. Mm-hmm. That's that's boxing. You got to have experience to even understand that. But but uh, I think it's for Marlene's for Marlene's. Uh, uh, sake, mm-hmm. she has to identify what happened and then and fix it. Go back to the you know get back in the ring and fix it. And I know you know, coach. You, you, I told her publicly. I said, you know, your coach is one of the best coaches in you, and I know competing among competing with you, sparring, whatever. So uh, I just want to I just want her to make sure she identifies what we're wrong and, and fixes it and then get that girl back in the ring, man. Cause that's how this is, this is what it is, the fight game. So I don't take it oh, as yeah. much as when you so, said not making an excuse. Now nah, I don't take it like an excuse. Now fans who gives a fuck with the fans think they don't know shit. Girl. So you <laughs> but, mean that uh, we love boxing. You, you, you mean that so coach, you mean to tell me that it's an excuse getting drugged and 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 the glove gate is an excuse? Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> Wilder got drugged before the fight. Hey, not to, not to shit on Wilder, no more. But I see it today on my feed. Getting ready for the show? Getting ready for the show? Uh, I seen on my feed somebody said that Wilder told him his water was drugged. And, yeah. And, 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 hey, wait, wait, it's worse. And, the, and, and Tyson had metal objects. 
I don't I didn't see why hey. I was saying this, but they recorded oh, and he said that. Oh my that, god, that, 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 that that's crazy. Um, you know, that's that that's oh excuse making one on one right there. Right. Uh, you still? Yeah. Can you hear us? Coaches. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Can I you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So, so as coaches, and you know, we we don't make excuses, and. and um, and definitely, uh, kind of like Coach Derek saying, uh, you're always going to have your sideline coaches. You're always going to have people saying, well, you know, this could have been done, that could have been done. You know, we had a great uh, uh, game plan going into it. And, and for the first part of the fight, the game plan was working. I mean, we were, we were you know, outboxing her. We were catching her with shots. And, and in fact, I, I want to say in the second round, she came back. And we had such a good round. And, Everybody in the corner was like, oh, yes, you know, this is ours. This is what we're going to continue to do for the next, you know, eight rounds. But unfortunately, you know, the cut came. Um, we started getting, you know, some, some different results uh, from um, what we were trying to do in there. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I just think that, uh, that that night was whatever was, was meant to happen that night. It was meant to happen, you know. Um, but. I, I still think that you know Marlin's the you know the best female fighter. You see a world. rematch? I mean, you see you see a rematch soon? You know it's going to be tough because I think I think Sanisa went back down in weight, um, but uh, I guess because of how controversial the fight was, it could happen. But it's it's just going to be at what weight, and that's always going to be a problem. You know, um, I think Marlin's a solid. 112, 110. Can she make 106? Yeah, I think she 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 can. Should she? I don't know. I don't know if that would take too much away from her from her game. Um, but um, yeah, I, a rematch is definitely what everybody wants to see. Right. You know, you know, like I know, your last outing is is what you judge on. So when Marlene gets back in the, in 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 the, in the ring and she she runs through somebody. Just mm -hmm. like that, that could be promoted. Hey, mm -hmm. Marlene had an off night. She got cut. They stopped the fight. She's ready now, and they can talk that and come up with a catch. Yeah, because it, right. it's like uh, it's like I was talking about. I was at Maine sparring yesterday, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with a couple of my guys, and it, it was packed. I was talking to Bobby. I said, Bobby, I said, when Regis gets back in the ring, if he fights Hooker or whoever it is, and he knocks him, he knocks a spark out in a round or two. Guess what? Just like that, all of a sudden, a uh, Regis Pro Grade, uh, uh, what's my guy's name? The Scottish guy. Uh, Taylor. Taylor. Just like that, Pro Grade Taylor 2 is right back on the map. You know what I'm saying? Because oh, it's yeah. the fight game. It's the fight game, bro. If you didn't, if you didn't get decimated in the fight, like, no one can say Marlene Kane wasn't uh, winning that fight early and it's not a competitive fight. That's bullshit. It ended the way it ended. So get, guess what? Get back in the ring, show your ass, work hard, and then you'll get the rematch. And that's just how the, that's how boxing goes. Because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. uh, the fans will see good fights, and if fighters uh, put on a, a great performance, who don't want? Uh, guess what? Yeah. Who don't want to see a Sunisa? I want to see that fight. Because I'll be the first want, one tuning yeah. in. That needs. I'll be the first that needs one to be the main event. Yeah, man. I so think, I, so I, I think let's, that. 
I think it'll, I think it'll happen. I just don't know, you know, when it's going to be tough. But when uh, I, I'm with I'm with I I definitely agree with you, Coach Derek. I think that you know Marlon will come back and and make some statements and and our next you know maybe fight or two, and then hopefully that there will be a rematch. But I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, and I know people are going to say, well, you know what, he sounds crazy because of of, the, of how the fight went down. But you know, if, if you know if we get that rematch, I could I I could see Marlon beating her. She's just Marlene has, you know, she has an A plan. She has a B plan, a C plan. Um, you know, there was just oh, things that happened that night that it's, it's crazy. You know, they, you know, boxing, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's boxing. You know, so, it's uh, boxing, so, man. Uh, one punch, one punch changes the whole fucking thing. One yeah. clash of heads changes the whole thing, man. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's yeah. it's fighting. It's fighting, man. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a couple of questions on, on some current events. One, did you happen to see uh, what's been going on with uh, with Austin Williams and uh, that video he put out, and how uh, Billy Joe responded from across uh, across the lake? Um, I read a little bit on it. I don't know all the full details, but uh, I guess when that video first came out, everybody was looking at it. But uh, what did Billy Joe say? He said when he comes over here to America, he wants to he wants to get in the ring with him and uh, and and teach him a lesson. And then oh, wow. and and then uh, oh Austin Williams and you know listen people you know I, I I get where Austin Williams is getting you know you're you're locked up you know you're not training you're not sparring and may and and I love the fact that he came out and said you know what maybe you know maybe I was a little too uh, what was the word uh, anxious or. Uh, yeah, he just he just got in the ring and, and 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 he started you know throwing some punches and and even then I mean looking at the looking at the video yeah there were hard punches yes the fucking guy shouldn't have been in the ring with Austin Williams but at the same time Austin Williams is maybe going 30 40 percent it was just you know he was giving him hard hard punches uh, but but I, I, I like that go ahead. I, I like that he apologized. I like that he that, that he owned up to it. But I also love the fact that he wasn't he wasn't just gonna be uh, allow anyone to poke their 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 finger in in his chest. And and he said, you know what? When let me know when you when you do come over here. And he gave him uh, he gave him the gym's address. And so that'd be interesting how that that plays out. But I, yeah, I, I like I his a, response. I did a uh, coach. I did a. Uh, uh, highlight of uh, one of my fighters, uh, you know, Robert, Robert Redmond. And uh, there was some sparring that we did, and, and uh, he, he, he soundly was beating the kid up. But on the clip, I took one of the clips of a knockdown, right? And this is in the gym, headgear on him. The clip was so I didn't put the, the sparring, right? Because I don't believe in doing that shit. Cause I don't want nobody. Cause people have off days, you know. You can't really have a litmus. You know, it's, it doesn't tell the truth all the time. But uh, Robert had knocked him down and told the coach, you know, hey, he's done. And so that was a cool clip. I put it on the end of one of his things. Nobody in the world could see who this kid is. You know, he fell down and it was over. I'm talking two mm -hmm. seconds. So, uh, but I put it in a multi thing of Robert. You know, all his fights. And uh, I don't, I didn't know the coach before he came to the gym and really don't know, I, I still don't fucking know him. But he came, he came under there and said, uh, oh man, that was shit or whatever. Like, like I did what Austin did, putting that spar, you know? And I said, I said, 
Nobody could identify who that kid was. It was a second clip. I said, but now that you done came on here, motherfuckers know who it is now. I said, but yeah. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. And 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 I ain't never seen heard from him no more. Uh, so when 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 Austin Williams put that sparring clip, I seen it and I thought to myself, I said, damn, Austin, I said, this ain't a good look because that kid's <laughs> not that kid's not even competitive in the right. clip. Right. We didn't see yeah. the whole thing, but in the clip. But I thought the same neither thing. hit neither here nor there. I seen I, I know Austin. He's been on the show. Yeah. We fought Austin. He's a friend I of the like show. Him. Yeah, I like him. He's a good kid, man. Respect for all that. I'm rooting for him too. It's very few yeah. people I don't root for. So, so I said, damn. Well, that that ain't, well, it went lightweight viral, and all these pros are seeing that. And they're going, "You a pro now, bro?" Yeah. And you beat basically you beating up on somebody who shouldn't even be there. And Austin, I felt like Austin Williams did the right thing and said, yeah. "Look, y'all right." I went look at this shit. I don't want to be seen in that light. Let right. me take that shit off of there. And he took that off of there. So kudos for him. But all these other fighters see see it. And here's the thing. This is professional prize fighting. Young and you about to learn. So when somebody like Billy Joe Saunders, even Taylor has something to say because Regis said about yeah, like man. what I said. Hey, he's a kid, man. Fuck. Yeah. He took this shit down. Yeah. You know what you want. And these guys say, ah, fuck that, man. He should, he should, he should, uh, somebody needs to tell him and his coach, don't be beating people. I'm like, uh-oh, it's getting deep now. <laughs> so Austin being Austin, he heard that and said, you know what? Come on, man. We'll spar, whatever. I ain't scared. I like that, too, because I don't believe in being, a, uh, you know, I, I believe in being, uh, you know, honest. And, and you make a mistake, you say it. You own up to it. But you don't let nobody push, push you around either. Yeah. So he he re, he re, he rebutted to it, but uh, Austin's a good guy, man, and and, and I no, think he learned from that. I think yeah. he learned from that. And he said, "Yeah, man, if I am in there with a kid who shouldn't be in there, I definitely ain't gonna fucking uh, uh, post it, post it on social media." <laughs> yeah. And he should, yeah. and he shouldn't, but he learned. So I no yeah. no harm, no fire. Yeah, uh, I think, and I, I, think, I think he learned from it. And I think he, I think he'll, I think he. Uh, I think this will turn a po- and turn to a positive for him as well. So talking, so talking about the about the young, inexperienced uh, pro fighters and the mistakes they're making. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum. What do you think about Tyson and uh, and Holyfield and all the noise that they're making about you know fighting <laughs> fifty three years old, fifty seven year uh, years old? What are your thoughts on that? You know, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you watch the videos, <laughs> I guess on YouTube or wherever they're at. Uh, some of the, some of it's interesting. I mean, definitely you see Tyson moving the way he's moving yeah. um, at that age and the way his body's looking. And I mean, he's still looking like he holds a pretty darn good punch, you know. And and everybody knows that that Holyfield Holyfield was just a warrior. Of course, that that was his, his nickname. All Mike and all Mike said is, I'll, I'll come out and do some charity shit, and everybody on blue it out. A firestorm. Listen, man, you're 53 so, so, years old, bro. <laughs> do your charity thing, and I watch. I watch, especially yeah. if him and Holyfield gets in there. But yeah. that's not gonna end well for Mike. But Look, the thing I, is, when, when the thing I, is, I, people promoted fans, bro, fans, fans. I love. I love. Uh, Listen, I'm 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 in my 40s. I'm getting up there. 
and and I work out and I'm in the ring a lot and uh, I know what it does to the body and I know how hard it is for the body uh, to take that kind of punishment. So when I see, you know, people like Mike Tyson, Holyfield at that age, and it, it really doesn't even have to be big names like that. Anybody, anybody in their 50s, anyone in their 60s, anyone in their late 40s, they're in there putting work. It gets me excited. It gets me amped up because, you know, I, I can appreciate the work ethic, the work that 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 you know someone puts in there to to be able to do that uh, do i want to see him fight you know a, a briggs do i want to you know you know do i do i believe that he can come back at 53 and win a win a title absolutely not and and you know coach is right he'll he'll fucking get hurt but but I love it. I love seeing him. I love seeing him oh, lose like that. I love. I love if if he does put on one of those exposition fights. I I pay for it too. You know, much better than him being it, in the news for being arrested for drug driving. Well, yeah, and I that's that, that that's my line. That that's my line every single time. Listen, Mike Tyson survived the '90s being Mike Tyson. You know how fucking impossible that yeah. is. The 80s, the 80s. And, the 80s. and the '80s. Yeah, 80s and 90s, and and he's still, you know, you know, he's not punch drunk somewhere. He's not, in, you know, he's not, you know, bedridden. He's not fucking uh, financially hurt. You know, he's he's living his best life, and I fucking love it. I'm a big fan. I support it, and I absolutely get excited when I see it because uh, it's not fucking easy. It's not easy to do what you know to do what no, he's doing, not. man. <clears throat> what you got, uh, all right, uh, coach? Fast forward mm -hmm. now. We got Pope Chow. We got what's your other kid's name? Uh Brian. 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 Right. What's what 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 we doing right now? What's next up? I mean, we know we know the everything shut down, but how's the future looking? Uh Pope Chop is is he with top rank? Who is who who he's with? Is he being promoted? He's not, uh Pork Chop and uh Brian are both uh signed with Cameron Duncan. Cameron Duncan. Uh, so Okay. Yeah. So uh of course, you know, Porkchop had his last fight on Showtime. Uh, Breon was supposed to be on the same card. It was a card that uh, it was mainly uh, all of uh, Cameron's fighters. So uh, Breon was the only one that, that wasn't on there. And it was kind of tough getting him on there because he's only had three fights. He's 3-0 and with three knockouts. So um, we wanted to get at least a six-rounder in there, which, you know, he's ready for six. But, of course, you know, Cameron, Cameron knows how to build fighters. I mean, one thing about that man, Absolutely. he's had over – over 35 world champions. I want to say, I think in the early 2000s, he had the most world champions on HBO. Um, you know, he's had all the big names from Crawford to uh, Timothy Bradley to Jesse Vargas to Johnny Tapia, Kelly Pavic. Um, I mean, he Kelly really knows. Yeah, all them yeah so he, he really knows what he's doing. So um, I'm, I'm excited for both of them. Both of them are are, are uh, two young, uh, you know, upcoming prospects. Uh, pork chop. Is uh, is a fighter pretty much what you see is what you get. What you seen on, uh, with his last fight <laughs> is what you're gonna get a lot of. You know, of course, as a coach, uh, I think last time me and you talked, Coach Derek, that, yeah. you know, as coaches, we don't want to see too many fights like that. You know, we want to see right, him right. use a little bit more uh, more of his skills and moves. But he's one of them guys that I mean, he told the Showtime staff, "Hey, you know, what's gonna make the difference?" He's gonna say, "Well, the cojones." He said, "You know, I'm gonna go out there." <laughs> And I'm going to show this guy that you know, I'm, you know, I'm a better fighter, and, and that's what happened. You know, so was, uh, I think it hit the fan a few times in the sixth, seventh, and eighth round, and I think we could have we could have finished him if we had 
you know, just a little bit more uh, gas in the tank. But it was a tough fight. The kid we fought was, you know, um, he was he was good. He was a really, really yeah. good fighter. But we oh, knew that coming oh. in. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, we knew that coming in. So um, we kind of expected that. I just expected that. I thought when we heard him, we were going to be able to get rid of him. But, uh, man, no, it, it, was, it was a great fight. And uh, I want to say uh, Showtime has already called Cameron and definitely wants to see pork chop again and they i think their very next date that they have on showbox um they're talking about putting him back on and and most unlikely breon will be on the same card um breon is um breon is something special and i mean uh cameron cameron is high on on both of them he's high on breon because uh we went out to i think mexico a few times to go fight and he has a guy out there that uh picks us up at the uh at the la uh los angeles airport and then um he drives us, you know, across, and he's been doing this for years for Cameron, you know, building fighters. And he told, he, he called Cameron after one of his fights and said, hey, you know, you, you, you picked another good one. This kid is something special. Uh, Cameron, we had six fighters that night in Mexico. They were all Cameron fighters, and, and, and most of the talk was about, you know, bringing out performance. So uh, I've seen him do some some just amazing things in the gym, um, sparring, um, I limit. I was telling. I was telling Coach Derek that I limit the spar with him and Porchop because, oh man, man, it's just too much. Yeah, you know, man. So both of them. You know, I've seen. I've seen Porchop hurt him one time. I've seen you know Breon hurt him one time, and after that, for me, that was enough. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Porchop. I'll tell you, Breon. Did we fight on the same card? Was that the Beaumont card? We he knocked yes, somebody yes. silly no. uh, in a round. No. I mean, he yep. knocked this. Uh, so, fan, then we're over here sparring. I, I forget where we were, but and I'm watching the pork chop kid for the first time up up close in person. And I walked up to you. I said, Coach, man, who is this kid, bro? This is <laughs> shit. I love to watch this guy. So, uh, uh, automatic fan. I, I told, I was at Maine yesterday, and uh, Shakur Stevens, Shakur Stevenson, and uh, Shock, Oshaki Foster was sparring. Okay. Yeah. And that day, at the, bruh, and at the end, I said, you know, my, my uncle uh, said in the 70s, they used to charge a cover charge for sparring at the door when him, Percy Pugh, uh, Tony Licata, all them guys used to fight. And uh, mm-hmm. he said, and they were cover charge. You know, you had to pay $5 to get in the gym. I said, boy, oh, Bobby God. don't put a, I said, Bobby don't put a doorman at <laughs> <laughs> People shouldn't be watching this shit, man. This I, I'm talking about tremendous, tremendous sparring, man. And 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 both of those guys, I'm a fan of uh, Shakur and uh, Shot. And uh, man, so when I see them guys, you know, when, you know this, coach. When you go to the gyms and 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 you see a, 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 a I don't want to say prospect, but you know, a, a class fighter, man. It's just it's enjoy it's enjoying just to watch them work, man. Oh, man. Just sparring in the oh, gym. Yeah. It, it, it is, and, and sometimes you, you're, you're watching this, and you're like, "Wow!" It, you know, piggybacking on, on what you're saying, you're watching. You're like, you know, this is stuff that can be on TV. It's so good, you know. It, yeah, I've, absolutely. I've seen that. I, I, you know, um, again, I've been blessed for man the majority of the years I've coached that I've always had a pretty good stable where I, I don't have to go out too much to get sparring, but sometimes it's just too much when these guys are just killing each other you know yes uh, in the gym so it's good to go out there and find different spawn but you know again uh you know pork chop you know uh, Breon's doing good I'm, I'm also now um 
looking to try to get Angeletti, Mike Angeletti sign, which is um, oh, okay. he has he has a few things on the table that we're we're kind of going over, but he's going to be something special. That kid, that kid is uh, probably the hardest working uh, male fighter that, that that I have. He he's he's hard worker, uh, always always in the gym. You know, during this whole pandemic, so you know, always sending me pictures of the miles he's ran and, and doing this and doing that um he fought remember he was on the u.s team for at 114 for two years did some international fighting um he's a huge huge 114 we're not gonna fight 14 at pro but even at 118 he's gonna be huge yeah man. i expect yeah him, i expect him i expect him to fill out to you know 22 26 30 35 he's 5 8 5 9 you know he's, he's a big kid and he's strong so um, I think that, that he's something exciting to, for people to, to watch out for because he's going to be coming out as well. Isn't he a New Orleans guy or a Louisiana? Yes, yes. Huh? Didn't he come yes, from he is. Yeah. He did, yes, sir. Yeah, I like, you know, I, so you know I'm rooting for that kid. That, uh, he, Angela, so that's the move. He's going pro. Y'all just yeah. trying to find the right situation for him. Yeah, Good most deal, definitely. Man. Yeah, we're, we're looking. Again, we got a few people that are interested in, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be huge on him as well, just because of his size and his work ethic. And of course he got great skills, you know, the kid got great, great skills. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, he's I'm a trying great lately to, to settle him down a little bit. Cause he still has a little bit of boxing, boxing, boxing style. And, you know, Breon was kind of similar whenever we turned pro. So now Breon is sitting down on his body shots that are, Ooh, man, he, he throws body shots like a, like a Mexican. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, so uh, I'm trying to yeah. do that with Mike and, and Mike, I mean, Mike's doing it. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't wait for him to uh, have his first pro fights because I think that he's going to be too big, too fast for for a lot of people at that weight. But you know, we'll, we'll see what. Are happens. you still, are you still doing uh, some amateurs, coach, or what? I know your son's yes, fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still have some amateurs. I have maybe about a good six or seven. It's more of now on the rebuilding stage because. Uh, you know, a lot of the ones that uh, that uh, we had been recently here at uh, at the Nationals. Uh, I mean, I, I've been blessed. I want to say maybe, I guess, 17 years. I told you I've been doing it uh, at least at least 12 of them every year. I've been at the Nationals. Um, nice. At least at least every year, um, if not every other year, I'll have one person on the team. Um, uh, it, it's just it's a blessing, and it's it's it's. As a coach, you know that's that's what that's what you want. Um, you come to the gym, you, you got you got a good stable, and some of these young fighters see some of the pros, and they're like, "Well, I want to get there." And then they'll see a few of their teammates that are on the USA team, and they say, "Well, that's where that's where I want to be." You know? He's a motivator, yeah. Yeah. You know, as 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 a coach, you just you just gave me a a, a tremendous number. Twelve out of seventeen years. You're at nationals, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not by accident, right? You're not just you're just these fighters are just falling into your to your fucking lap. As, as a trainer and as a coach, you know what's your mentality like for yourself, right? Because as a coach, you're always holding the, the fighters accountable. You're training, you're you're making sure they're doing their camp. But as for you. You know, how, how do you, what, what, what kind of goals or what kind of mentality do you have for yourself as far as a coach and a trainer? Because 12 out of 17, God dang, at the highest level. 
and you know yeah. you got you know you you know you you, you and, and and that's on the amateur side let alone what you're doing you know on the pro side so we're always talking about the fighters but what about for yourself well um i'm i'm gonna be honest uh, uh like i was telling you all the story that went back uh when marlene was 16 17 years old and she won her first nationals um i know it was something huge for her and, and it was excitement but for me that just changed the whole story of of of, of my game um, after mm. i got a taste of a national champion i mean that's all i wanted i and all i right. you know i i put in the hours uh you know seven days at some point i mean we didn't know me and marlon didn't know that we needed to have a break to recuperate and this is a true story until she you know hired victor conte from snack and he's like hey you know that last day to recuperate she needs it because if not she's gonna fall you know dive straight down her body's not gonna be able to well i didn't know that i was old school i was like no we're gonna work <laughs> and that's how we're gonna win well uh, once i won that first national after that that's all i wanted and, and i still hmm. kind of say it today when i get parents to, to bring their 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 you know kids to me and you know some of it uh, you know <laughs> i'm not sure if it sounds arrogant but that's just my mentality. I tell parents, look, um, this is what I want to do with your son. It's fun winning here on a local level. It's fun winning here on a state level, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here because my goal is to get your son or daughter nice. on the USA team. And, and I've been blessed where, you know, I've, I've done that with the majority of my fighters. And, and it's not just myself. It's that these fighters come in and, and they look to their left and they're like, oh, you know, there's, you know, Mike, he's on the team. They look over here to the right and they see, you know, Roma, Roma Lynn Martinez, she's on the team. They look over there to her head and there's Marlena Spars, an Olympian who's who's signed with Golden Boy. And everybody is like, hey, if I want to get there, I got to work like they are. So right. for me, it's, it, it's gotten a lot easier. I don't have to grind as much as I used to when I first started because these, these kids are getting there and they're pushing themselves because they're seeing all these uh, boxers the around them that have, have been accomplishing, you know, great things. The so, standard um, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The standard so set with the other fighters. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's great. I mean, there's sometimes, I think I told, I told uh, Coach Derek this, sometimes I'll get on the ring and, you know, we, you know, we have you know, so many fighters in there, they're sparring, that I'm on that ring apron for maybe an hour and a half because, you know, the first group comes in, second group comes in. Well, um, I'm looking and I don't have to look at the heavy bags to see if my fighters are over there talking or working. No, they're working because they know already what they want and everybody wants to accomplish and try to get to the level that, that I, I want to try to get them at. So um, I have a new batch coming in and, and, and they're, nice. I'm thinking here in a, in a year or two, they're going to get there, you know, so we'll see. <laughs> There's an old, there's a saying, you don't, you don't get what you want. You get what you need. And once you get mm -hmm. that taste for that blood and you need it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I love yeah. that you said that once you, once you tasted it, uh, oh, there's man. really nothing else. Oh man. You know, 2008, when the Olympic trials were here, um, that was the year that they were kind of flirting with the, with the decision of letting the girls in. So, um, I went to the Olympic trials and, and, you know, it was crazy of what we see, what we're seeing now on TV was there at the Olympic trials, the Danny Garcia, the Keith yeah. Thurman's, the, uh, Sean Porter's, the, uh, uh, uh Gary Russell, Rashi. I mean, all these guys were there and I was actually in camp with all these guys a few times when I would go up there with, uh, 
with uh, Marlin. I mean, it was just crazy to see like our Rasheed Warren and Gary Russell spar. Um, hmm. Earl Spence, you know, I remember when Earl Spence uh, won the, his first national. This kid ca- came out of nowhere. He he started boxing at 15 years old, and, and I'll never forget we had a kid here from Houston, and he had just won that division. Well, um, the Golden Gloves was first. It's in February here in Houston. The kid competes here, wins the Golden Gloves, goes to state, and he loses. But the guy had already won the nationals, and somebody was like, well, who beat him at state? You know, because this kid just won the national. And they said, oh, well, you know, some African-American kid from Dallas, but he just got lucky, you know. Um, they're gonna <laughs> the I, I'm, true story, true story, you know. And uh, and uh, two months later, you have to go through uh, through Dallas again for state. And the same kid goes and loses to him again. And they're like, well, wait a minute. You know, who's this kid making this noise? So right. I happened to go, you know, that's one of the years that, again, that, you know, I was at the Nationals. And, and I'm like, um, well, who's this kid? And they tell me, well, this is the kid that beat our guy from Houston. Okay, well, I'm going to sit here all day and, you know, watch all these fights. I'm going to watch him. I'll never forget, you know, his first fight, he drew one of the hardest fights. As a matter of fact, it was the reigning number one national champion. The guy was from Crump Gym. I forget his name, but I said, okay, well, you know, let me, let me watch what this kid has. And Earl won that fight, you know, and he was just, I want to say, maybe two years in the sport went on to win the nationals and you know everything was history from 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 there but um you know when you get a taste of of that national and you see these kind of fighters and now that 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 i see i'm on you know i'm watching tv or or sometimes on, on even on their undercards you know i remember that and i go back to the gym and that's what i tell my fighters like not that some of them need it because we're blessed to have so many great fighters but I tell them, look, you could get there. You know, I, you yeah. know, I've seen all these guys when they were amateurs. I've seen, you know, Sean Porter. You know, I remember him. He fought. I don't know if if, if y'all remember this, but he fought all of his amateur career at 165 pounds. The guy's five seven. Right. I I watched those fights, and he was <laughs> in every fight. If he wasn't in winning the tournament, he was runner up. <laughs> They say he uh he dropped he dropped Danny Jacobs in a fight uh up there mm-hmm. at the big at the big weight. Yeah, Sean Porter's yep. a problem, man. <laughs> I don't know nobody who wants to fight that guy. <laughs> for what? Man, man. If, if it ain't man. if you don't back up the money truck, what the fuck I wanna fight him for, man? <laughs> exactly. You know you know, there's one fighter that I remember that I brought up a lot of names right now, I forgot to bring up that I'm not sure if I had to- talked with uh Coach Derek about that. Um, when I first seen him in camp and I seen him also compete at the, at the trials and he, he actually went into the Olympics cause he won the trials as the number one guy in the world. He had just won the worlds was, um, and I think the world, him, I just don't know if it's, uh, it's already too late because he's had so many manager problems. The, the fighters, the, the 154, 152, uh, Demetrius and- Andrade. Um, uh, yeah. Boo boo. Boo boo. Yeah. Boo boo. That kid was something special, I, and I know he's a world champion now. But when he when he came on the scene, you know, there was a lot of fighters. I was like, you know, don't take that fight because this kid is talented. I mean, he's been talented. He reminds me of an Earl in the amateurs. You know, um, that's how talented he was. And I just think that he's been having a lot of I don't know if it's promotional problems or you know manager problems. But he's over there. Uh, he's over there on Planet uh, Matchroom over there, and they. they it seems like he's not getting the right 
not not blaming it on Matron, but but yeah. Bubba Andre by this point should have been clashing with you know should have been in major major fights, man. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't know what that's about, but uh, yeah, that boy can fight, man. I tell you, Coach. Uh, you've seen me since I've been since I've been in Houston. I popped up, and and it wasn't a lot of people who uh, was was welcoming as far as just being an outsider. And mm-hmm. I never forget one day he said, uh, you said this publicly too. You said, uh, man, Collinsworth, don't let them don't let them records fool you because you don't know his kids. Uh, they way better than they than than the amount of fights. That you may think you got 15 <laughs> fights, man, the dude's going to come kick your ass, man. And I always remember you did that, man, and I appreciated it. And I've always gave you uh, all the credit in the world, too, man, as far as competing here and knowing who's the top guys, man. Uh, but I, I appreciated that, man. I'm glad you was able to get on the show. And and as you can see, it records itself. You say 45 minutes. I we're going. We're going. But it's fun. It's fun. We're talking boxing. Yeah. And and I tell you, uh, I would love to get pork chop. Your other kid on the show, man. Anytime they got the time on the weekends, man. And, and of course, the next thing you do, come on the show and let's promote it, man. And uh, uh, promote the amateur team, whatever, man. I appreciate you uh coming on, brother. And uh, we we didn't we didn't get it last year, but we got it on you. <laughs> man, I thank y'all for having me. I, I know it's been a, it's been a little uh, problems getting on. It's just I think I told Coach Derek that, that when we were trying to get on last time that I was one of the lowest guys on the totem pole when it came to seniority. So you know when they, when they asked me to work, I had no choice. But uh, I'm glad I got on. You know I'm a big fan of of y'all show. You know every time me and Coach see each other, uh, man, we sit there and we kick it, and we talk boxing, and uh, and I enjoy it. And, it, 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 with him, it's always been uh, what you see, what you get. He's real, and and, and uh, man, again, appreciate you know both of y'all for having me. Definitely, um, you know, hopefully, uh, maybe before both of these guys' next fights, uh, I think they're talking about Showtime's talking about having a date in July, and and God willing, both of them are supposed to be on the show. Um, we'll we'll see if uh, y'all can get they get some airtime with y'all. Yeah, that'd be Absolutely. great, man. brother. Absolutely. Like, once again, man, we do we do appreciate you coming on the show. Best of luck with everything. We look forward to having y'all soon. Uh, I want to apologize to Earl Spence. We ran out of time, uh, but we'll get you on next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Earl, I'm sorry, Ru- uh, Coach Rui took up all your time, but uh, we'll, we'll, hey, get, we'll, get, we'll get you. We'll get you some airtime next time. Man, just trying to get her on the show. Like, I would kept dragging for Clarissa. Clarissa finally just texted me and said, all right, man, what do you want to do? We tried to, throw it, we tried to sneak up on them. That's all. All right, y'all. H-Town, we appreciate you guys are always tuning in and supporting. We'll catch y'all next week. Coach Rudy, Coach Derek. That's right. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, Coach. All right. All right, all right y'all have a blessed weekend. Take you care, too, man. Go. All right, we're off. All right.